What's going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 show. Proud to announce our partnership with Law Tigers. If you have been in a motorcycle accident, let's get you the compensation you deserve today and get you back on the road. Go ahead and call this number, 858-306-1986. Once again, that number is 858-306-1986. Law Tigers, nationwide, doesn't matter where you're at. Call that number, LFG. No. Somehow, why? Still here, baby. Yeah. Welcome All to right, another guys. episode of the LFG Here we go, motherfucker. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. That was you? <laughs> That's right. Hi right, guys, welcome back to the LFG nineteen oh four show. Again. Uh yeah, we had to redo a retake part two. I just making sure that everything sounds good and it sounded fucking fine. So my name's Dustin. I'm joined by Rafa. You know there the deal. Is. You know the deal, motherfuckers. And we also have Big Wheel, our brother in recovery. What up? Like I was just repeating, I'll repeat it again. I always tell people like I have my brother is a rock star and they go, What? I said, That's right, Will, baby. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, everybody? He's a guitarist for War Fever and Sprung Monkey. Fucking Sprung Monkey, dude. That Yo. fucking brings me back. How long have you been with yeah. that band for? Uh, since 1993. Damn. I joined the band. They started in 1991. 90, Right. I was yeah. trying to do some research on, on that, too, and I, I did see, like, the 90s. Yeah. But that makes sense, because, I mean, I grew up... I'm, I mean, I graduated high school in 99. I'm 42, so... Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, Sprung Monkey was like... That was like... Dude... My adolescence, like growing up and going to the desert and mm. loved it. Yeah, I was a fan before I joined the band, too. Right. Yeah, 100%. It's yeah. a fucking, yeah. it's a pretty cool gig, dude. Yeah. How long, how long have you been uh, playing guitar? 40 years <sighs> since I was 10 years old. The same time I picked up a joint. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 10 years old? I grew up in Alcohol, California. Yes. Wow. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> 10 years old grabbing a joint? How the fuck did that happen? Fuck, man. Uh, I had a friend that's in recovery, too. His name's Ryan. And uh, we, he was the first person I got high with at 10 years old. I grew up on Naranka Street, Naranka and First Street in El Cajon. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, man, that, that's where it all started, you know? 10 years Good old. Good or smoked. bad. Yeah. What, did, what was your feeling when you smoked the joint for the first time? Probably euphoric. Probably it, it, it numbed a lot of the, the shit that I was going through. You know, like uh, really? did my the, my my home life wasn't necessarily the safest place. You know, it was very unpredictable and kind of crazy. So when I look back, right, and I and I see a ten year old today and how you know they're fucking it's yeah. a baby. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, I'm not surprised. I, I I picked up. You know, right. The crowd, the people I was hanging out with, the older cats I was hanging out with, and the like I said, the environment I grew up in was very unpredictable and violent and kind of just gnarly. Looking yep. back, I, I now I could see why I turned out the way that I did. Right. What a fucking rock star. I'm Rick James, bitch. Well, I can't do that. I'm all <laughs> fucked up today. You know what, guys? I'm done. Anyways, yeah. this has been fun. We're gonna try this over another day. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can. Uh, Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah, there she goes. It would have been funny like two seconds ago, but it's not now, so just carry on. Oh, good, man. Yeah, just carry on. So El Cajon, huh? El Cajon. 
Yeah, I grew up, uh, yeah, went to elementary school, junior high, and high school in El Cajon. Okay. Mm. Uh, barely made it out of high school, but the music thing was always a part of my life. It was, it was like an escape, too, like, like weed and, and drugs. Guitar was just something for me to focus on, and I didn't even want to play guitar when I first started. You know, I was self-taught. Uh, I taught myself how wow. to play, and uh, like do cassette tapes back in those days. I'm 50 years old, right? So like, wow, you're 50. I was, yeah, teaching myself. Bro, you look great, dude, for man. 50. Well, thanks, man. Jesus, doesn't he? Yeah, okay, I'm an old man. I mean, I'm I thought old. you were like my age, bro. Like I wish, Dustin. Dude, you look fucking. I fucking wish, dude. Wow. Dude, <laughs> old as fuck. I don't even like the sound of that. I, like turning 50 was like, God damn it, I'm fucking. Fi- dude, it's all downhill from here. But I don't want. I never wanted to fucking grow up. What do you mean? Up. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? It's definitely not. You're living the fucking dream, no. bro. No, I'm, yeah. I'm more happy. I'm more alive today than I ever have been. Right, right. I tell you what. Now that I'm clean mm-hmm. and sober, I'm I'm present. Uh, I can't even explain how how good I feel, and I have a little over three years. Like I go to bed, I go to bed knowing I'm gonna wake up. That it, it, it's, it sounds crazy, but I literally sometimes wake up at four in the morning because I'm so excited to get a cup of coffee and go to the beach. Right, it's a trip, dude. I, I can't. I don't know. It's it's been like that for the last few years, where I'm just like, fuck, I'm ready to tackle my day and and come to a fucking podcast. Right. On the LFG podcast, not yeah. real shit. You know Full what I mean? of gratitude, right? 100%. Yeah. It gets me emotional. You know what I mean? Like, I get mm-hmm. to hang out and see people live their lives, have families and fucking and handle their shit, live, do what the fuck they want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Because they fucking, I do shit because I want to do it today. Mm-hmm. Not because I have to fucking do shit. Right. You're forced. Yeah. No, dude. Yeah. Crazy. What a ride. I know. All right, well, before we get into all that, so let's fucking... So we already got down. You're 10 years old. You smoked a joint for the first time, right? Yeah. So what happens after that, though? I mean, what when, when did, like, harder, al- you know, drugs and alcohol step in? I think alcohol... Because 10 is really... Like you were saying, I can relate so much with that just yeah. because I look at my past at being 14 <clears throat> and yeah. Rafa at the same thing. You know, when he started, it was 16, 17. Like, mm. you're still so young. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, you see kids now, and it's like, fucking, how old are you? The other day, I had I ran into a kid that was fourteen, and he was like, mm-hmm. you know, playing sports, and, and and obviously his family upbringing was great too, because that's part of my story. But I'm like, man, mm-hmm. like I was that kid, but I was just going off on a different Richter scale. Yeah. It was a whole different. We were in two different worlds, you know. So, ten years old. Ten years old. I think I had my first beer at nine. Oh, okay. I was drinking before that. Uh, Ten years old, weed. Twelve years, twelve years old, meth. I tried that a couple of times. Wasn't feeling that because I didn't like staying up for fucking days. I was just, you know, coming right. down off peanut butter crank. It's just like, ugh. Oh, you were gnarly, doing good dude. Shit. Like, oh, dude, it was fucking do a bump of, you know what I mean? Yeah. A little tiny ass line. I'm fucking playing my guitar for like ten hours straight. Fucking zooted in my room, yeah. and my parents were just going, "What the? F-? You know, they had no idea. My mom had no. My dad hadn't. My dad knew I smoked. Well, I got caught with weed in sixth grade at Naranka. Okay. And six, I was eleven years old. I got caught, got busted, and uh, probation, that kind of thing. And I, that's, you know, I didn't stop. And I stopped for like six months. My dad beat the fuck out of me. Right. And. uh but I, I, I kept that ball rolling through junior high and, and high school, you know? 
uh, hallucinogenics through high school. Ass, a lot of acid, a lot of mushrooms. Uh, continue to smoke weed throughout this whole fucking deal. Right. Music was still integrated. Part of it's part of me. It is me, right? right. I love right. music. I've always been a fan. So like being in the scene or playing in bands in high school, that kind of thing was always, you know, we fuck, we're going to band practice. Yeah, well, fuck, what's up? Bust out the fucking weed. Bong, what's up? Right. You know I mean, I wasn't a huge drinker then. Right. Until later. Right. And it really started fucking getting. So even when you're <clears throat> young and you're like experimenting, I guess, <clears throat> when you were just smoking weed and like band practice, band practice and all that <laughs> sort of, was it just weed? Yeah. For the most part or like on the weekends when we were fucking, would have the weekend, we'd like, we'd get together and, Bust out some mushrooms, you know what I mean, or take sure. some acid and fucking go skateboarding, yeah. trip out or, or, or play, it was just, <laughs> play, play, play. That's all my <coughs> life revolved around. It's going to backyard parties, hanging out, playing. You know, if my band wasn't playing that kind of thing, you know. Right. Mm. So is it safe to say that your life was pretty manageable, or no? S- somewhat. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't getting, but bu- you know, I wasn't, you know, getting busted. I wasn't in trouble with the law, but I was just, yeah, I was maintaining smoking right. weed as professional stoner, hundred percent, right, right, for many, many years uh, through high school. I, I mean, like, I just did enough to get the fuck out of high school. While everybody's going to college and doing college prep shit, I, I kind of already knew what I wanted to be. I mean, I wanted to play guitar. Right. Like, I, I think I made up my mind around twelve years old when I saw Iron Maiden for the first time, and I went, "Dude, that's what the fuck I'm gonna do. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna get there." Yeah, like the dem- you gotta you gotta think about the demographic too, right? Okay, mm. so like you're in East County mm. around this time, mm. it's you're it's around what t- what year is it? Fuck eighties. All right, yeah. let's think about <laughs> East County in the fucking eighties. Mm. Like the 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 dynamic, the demographic, the whole get down is like completely different. Like there's certain parts that like got developed in East County, like fucking what five years ago mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so like the demogra- like what was it like you know like for you you know coming up in east county in that area because that area of east county is pretty like an alcohol it's it's <laughs> <laughs> that shit was tough like when i came out here you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know i'm blessed because it was it was so diverse culturally mm-hmm. you know a lot of chaldeans I have a lot of Chaldean friends, a lot of Asian friends, oh, wow. a lot of black, a lot of Mexicans. I grew up with a lot of Mexicans and black. Like, we are all together, and I'll, I'll never forget this. Like, it was very culturally mixed. Nice. But we all kicked it. Right. Backyard parties, whether, you know, it's like music was a huge part of this thing. And then, like, my friends were so different, like the jocks, you know? And then, fucking, when gangs started coming in, right? That, that threw a whole different spin on shit, because I'm not fucking. You know, I'm not from cut from that shit. You know right, what I mean? Right. My brother, my little brother was, you know, he he got jumped in, put on, right? Completely different. But it was a very diverse scene culturally. Music had a huge part in that in my life, right? The kind of music, the aggressive kind of music. Uh, yeah, dude, it was a it was a trip, dude. It's a trip. I, I agree because my dad lived in El Cajon too. We lived off of uh, Estes and Chase. Mm. And there was a lot of Chaldeans. I mean, the the apartment complex that he was living in was very diverse, too. I mean, you hear that stigma of, like, East County and, you know, it's, like, fucking white boys and all this other shit. It's further. It's, yeah, yeah if, obviously, if you go a little bit East, you're going to get all that. But El Cajon was, like, really diverse. Yeah, Even when I was sure. growing up in there, and that was the early 90s, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
Fuck yeah. yeah. I have those friends too. Oh, like yeah. the, the white boys from Lakeside, yeah. Santee. And I kicked it right here, right where you live. Like right. going to backyard parties. I had a friend that lived right down the street. When I was, you know, cruising my little BMX bike all over East County. Yeah. All of us cruising. Did you guys do backyard shows? My high school band did, right? right. Uh, I used to go see Sprung Monkey before I was in it doing backyard shows before they started playing Soma. So it was like I seen it start from like nothing into fucking holy shit. Like there's this thing happening in San Diego in the early 90s, right? Mm -hmm. With this music thing. And I was just a kid just getting into it. Like at the time I didn't realize the fuck was happening but yeah backyard parties right. for sure soma was a huge thing the all ages kind of gig you know you play the dungeon then you play upstairs kind of thing i was doing that shit in high school man like opening for bands like rage against the machine agent orange the mentors when i was 16 years old when i look back at the time i'm just in it going fuck this band the agent orange we're opening for them cool rage against the machine like i like i don't even know what the fuck i was watching when i saw that you know right and then you the sprung monkey thing was happening. It was so ahead of its time. I feel like, because it was such a thrash crossover kind of thing happening. Before I knew it, like I've seen, like I said, from backyards to fucking two thousand people are showing up at shows in the early nineties, and that's yeah. fucking crazy for no, a band that has no record label, you know, no right. backing, and right. fucking two thousand. No 000. social media. Fuck none of <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, no, it was all flyers. Huh? Yeah, flyers. Oh, it's fucking crazy, right? So you yeah. go out and you know high schools and fucking. Backyard part type shit, you know what I mean? I was at those shows watching this shit happen. It was yeah. something very special to witness because I'm going, fuck. Like, this is crazy, right? Bet, yeah. And then then having the opportunity to try out for that band, you know, was pretty cool. Right. Out of high school. That is really fucking fuck, cool. Fuck, my favorite band, you know? Like, I yeah. knew all their songs. I was the only person that could walk into the audition and play fucking 30 songs. Wow. Because I, I fucking learned them. Wow. And they were fucking, one guy wanted to quit, and I fucking respect this man, Frank Melendez. Like, he is a gnarly musician and songwriter. And I'm just a fucking little-ass kid playing a shitty-ass guitar and an amp, right? Yeah. That saw my opportunity at the time to fucking, hey, I want to try out. Right. And I walked in, they're like, well, I said, what song do you want to play? And they're looking at me, who the fuck is this kid, man? <laughs> yeah, at 16, right? right? <laughs> like, fucking, like, 20, like, around 20, yeah, like, yeah. 20, right? <clears throat> and, the, and the shit was very intricate and very staccato and, and very hard to play. But I was able to pull it off. And and they had, I'm not trying to, I, like, I could hold my own on guitar. I'm Toot not it. the fucking greatest. Toot it, but You know what I mean? But, it. but I can handle what I need to handle. And uh, they had professional guys come in that were from big fucking bands that couldn't do it. And I did. And then I got the shot, and wow. it was boom. Okay, now I'm in it. That's, that's like, so. That's like fucking crazy. Insane. Like I'm telling you, if you've seen my my rig at the time when I was a kid, and how shitty my gear was, but I was able to play the fucking thing because yeah. I was Damn it. fucking disciplined like a motherfucker. Yeah, I was getting high, but I was also like motherfucker. I'm doing this shit. Like I'm doing it. Yeah. And then seeing that whole thing come to. Just fuck, it was crazy. I remember being 12 years old, seeing Iron Maiden at the sports arena, and then playing the sports arena at 20. <laughs> right? Just looking out in the audience, going, fuck, I'm looking at 5,000 people, going, fuck, I'm here. And wow. I told myself <laughs> I was going to fucking do that shit. Right? That's so yeah. epic. Like, you know what I mean? It was uh, a moment there with other bands, like Sick of It All, No Doubt. Like, all these fucking bands for these these uh, these yearly Soma shows they had put on on sports. I was, it, was, it was crazy. My life has been just, yeah. What kind of guitar did you have when you were uh, playing, like, 
did you step your game up eventually, or were you still on the first act? Like, you dude, know what I mean? So, like, I was playing a, for you guitar people, guys out there, right? A Fender Squire strap, right? right? A, a, uh-huh. a, Jap, a fucking Mexican made fucking $300 piece of shit, right? Yeah. Playing through a crate, and I play $5,000 Paul Reed Smiths. Okay. They were given to me. Wow. Right? Say, we want you to play. Like, th- that, was, uh, that was really cool. Right. Like, I'm on Warp Tour, still playing like a, like a shitty guitar, man. And, and, the representative for Paul Reed Smith comes out. Now, if you look at Paul Reed Smith, they're one of the best guitar manufacturers in the fucking world. Hands right? down. Gibson, Fender, Paul Reed Smith, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Boom. There's your guitar. Hey, pick one, man. You want one? I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, right? I'm like, fuck, right. yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I want that McCarty, dude. It's like, fuck. You know, retail, it's like, fuck, fuck, over five grand. You know what I mean? Right. That was, dude, it's crazy. Like, you get a record deal, you sign a record deal for seven figures, right? Then you... Fuck, we're going shopping. They're getting gear. Like, right. I didn't even know what to fucking buy. You know what I mean? And you're 20 at this time? Yeah, still like 20, uh, no, about 25, 26 when okay. that shit was cracking. Got like, it. And it was a moment where I'm going, fuck, we're going, like, I'm going to go buy Mesa Boogie shit, right? And I don't even know what to buy because I don't know anything about this gear, but because I play right. this cheap shit. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, totally. And I'm, so I'm a little kid in the canister. I remember we all went out, me, Mike. Uh, Tony at the time, we all bought like fuck. We got like twenty grand worth of shit, dude. And, and uh, I still have some of that shit. I, actually, I fucked off a lot of my guitars, and that's one <laughs> thing that just irks me mm. when I was mm. in my addiction. Gave it away, I, but I got one back though. Okay, I got one back. That's a I got one. That's I'll never get rid of that motherfucker. Right. I'm telling you. Right. I swear. <laughs> I swear to God, that's one thing. Every, every, after everything I've ever given away or lost. That right there, for me, was like, okay, like, God, I could, dude. Was it a bottom? Kind of yeah. a bottom moment. Oh, dude, beyond. Bro, I have <clears throat> I have one. Let me share real quick. Hmm. This is not my podcast, but let me share this one oh, no, particular good. thing. So my grandfather, like, fucking loved this guy, hmm. right? He was like my dad. He was all these things to me, right? And in my addiction, he had this, like, gold necklace, family heirloom right you know what i mean it was like his fucking necklace blah 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 and i fucking pawned it for fucking heroin you know what i mean and i had to tell my sister and my mom that and that fucking broke me what kind of necklace was it honestly i don't know it was just like a big thick gold necklace and it had i believe it had uh i had like a diamond inside the middle of it and i know that I, i don't honestly i don't remember See, there you, know, you go. There I, you go. You I, get close to touching it, and then you just... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can look at a picture. We were about oh, to hit I it, too. We were about to hit it. Huh? We were about to hit that soft spot on Dustin. Oh, no. It will bring me <laughs> to fucking tears, dude, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It, it fucking... It, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. I forgot to put my phone on. Mm-hmm. Fucking goddamn it. I'm really fucking up today, Will. <laughs> no, you're good, man. It's <laughs> all good. But you know what? Uh, so I can relate, man. That shit sucks. You know what I mean? I'm I'm really grateful for you that because uh, I know that I, I thought about that since I've been getting that I got clean. I'm like I got to try to find that necklace, and I'm like right. that motherfucker has already melted down. Yeah. You know what I mean? They got the gold out of that, and it's uh-huh. a wrap. You know, but yeah. um, that's really cool that you got that back. I, I asked about the backyard shows because when I I, I grew up in Ramona, so we went down to. Uh, a party in Poway and the fucking Blink-182 was playing in the backyard. You know what I mean? And <laughs> like, it was that yeah. same era. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it was wild as fuck. Yeah. I have so many stories. Back Bad religion at Soma. Like, just crazy shit. 
I've seen Blink. I've seen Blink when they were just Blink, not right. Blink 182. You know, touring with them. Right. Tom getting arrested for fucking underage drinking in Florida, like type. You know. Yeah. There's so many stories, and it, I would say life experience that I've been blessed to have lived and, and seen. Right. And I like to have a little bit of redemption and get something back, or uh, actually, fuck that. How about being clean? Yeah. That's, I mean, that trumps fucking everything. Right. Straight up. And you I'm sure I mean? I'm sure with you being clean, that's actually I know I I think maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but didn't maybe one of your bandmates start to get clean too, or was he already clean? Steve Steve's always been clean. Ernie okay. Drummers, uh, he drinks and you know occasional, but our my other guitar player Mike, the one I got the guitar from, uh. motherfucker, he was yeah he's been clean for a long time. He's the one who put me in rehab. Got it. And I seen him in rehab back when I was still getting high, not even understanding what the fuck was going on, because I'm just running on self-will. I'm just cruising. I'm just fuck what I'm up in it. Just yeah. seeing him. Fuck. Okay, it's time for me to. I didn't understand that. Right. Visiting him, seeing him in Pasadena, fucking just broken. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not knowing that I'm going to be fucking next. Fucking ten years, fifteen years later, man. Yeah. Just wait. Everybody gets a turn. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, no. Best thing it probably ever did. So what was it? What? Like. Oh. You're, you're like, you're touring everywhere. You're fresh out. You're like 16 years old. You get the opportunity to play with some of the, honestly, like those are some of the biggest band out right now. You're touring. You're doing a warp tour at the time, and then that that time frame, like, that is like a very big fucking tour and there's so much going on around that time too like the warp tour wasn't just bands neither right there was a bunch of other stuff action sports yeah. right Ex- you know that type of shit yeah. so like you're touring you're living out your dream and everything like that you drink you smoke but you're living out your fucking rock star dream yeah. what the fuck happened fuck uh, I, I'll re- I never I'll never forget this I, we got we got a major deal in 98 we worked a full cycle fucking Song on the radio, almost breaking top 10, Conan O'Brien. That's all this really cool shit. I'm still getting high, right? I'm just getting high. Mike, on their hand, I mean, he's drinking, and I'm doing cocaine and popping pills every so often here and there. 2002 Mm -hmm. rolls around. We jump labels to another label, get bought out. They shelved. That other label shelved us. We're thinking, okay, what are we fucking going to do? 2002, we ink another one. We we blew through. We we pushed that album, and it didn't sell. It didn't do anything. And I remember sitting in the band room that I still have today, sitting across from everybody in 2002, going, okay, I'm going to quit this fucking band. Like, I am fucked up. I'm looking across at Mike. He has a huge, bit, like, uh, opiate, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like, a problem, mm-hmm. right? And I'm on benzos. I love Valium and Xanax. I, I fucking pop those things like fucking Skittles. At that point, I'm doing massive amounts of cocaine, and I'm literally, like, fucking just wrecked mm. looking across the room. I remember a manager comes in and goes, hey, we got dropped. And that means, like, what the fuck are you guys going to do next? We just blew through a million bucks. You know, just pushing, pushing, the, you know, promoting, fucking touring, yeah. uh, this and that. Uh, and I, I swear at that moment, I... I I was like defeated, man. This is 2002, man. And I I didn't talk to anybody for about three years after that fucking moment. Mm. Like I called everybody. I can't even look him in the fucking face and say, hey, man, I'm done. I just called everybody. Hey, man, I'm putting him on a two-week notice. These are my <coughs> best friends. 
Like, yeah. you know, family that I fucking spent so much time with. Right. And I fucking walked away. Just left fucking... I'm out of here. Grabbed my gear, put it in my fucking mom's pad, and just chilled. And told my mom, "Hey, I got a drug problem," and, and went and got help. In 2002. 2002. That was my first time. When I think back, that was the first time I went. You know what? Okay, I need help. Okay. And I got weaned off of benzos. Went to a doc, a specialist. Told the doctor I'm smoking weed. I was California clean. Yeah. Right. Smoking Fuck weed yeah. still. I thought I'll never stop smoking weed at the minimum. Right. And man, that was not probably the right choice. Uh, fucking a. I. I Got weaned off the benzos. I remember that was just the gnarliest smoking weed. And that's all I did for the next eight years. And and came back to the band. We we all started talking again and started playing out again. And, and just, no, nothing serious. Just, it was a crazy time. Right. A pivotal time. How long were you in the treatment center for? It was uh, not even a treatment center. I just went to a oh, doctor. Detox. Special, yeah, oh, detox. Yeah. fucking weaned me off a, a Valium. It. I was wow. Eating 100 milligrams a day, minimum like 10 to 12 blue chips, so what I call Skittles, them. Skittles, baby. Fucking 100% <laughs> boom. Five in the yeah. morning, five at night, like just been smoking. And then had to get weaned off. That was rough. That took about six months. And I had to get my first, I'll never forget, I had to get my first job after right. music because I've never really worked a fucking job. I played a fucking yeah. guitar. Yeah. And my then, job is I play guitar. <laughs> yeah. And I went into a, uh, a place that makes uh, uh, fishing poles called Graphite USA, and I remember the I guy hiring me, going, yeah. "Hey, why do you need a job? I just saw you at Coors Amphitheater last year." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm fucking broke," and I was just coming off my shit. That was crazy. It's humbling. Oh man, you talk about that. How fucking difficult is that conversation too when somebody says that? Oh, it's nuts. Like, I'm people fuck are fucking, first of all, people are fucking way out. They can just <laughs> feel like they can say whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. here asking for a job. Obviously, there's a problem, but oh, what do you mean yeah. you need a job? For what do you me? mean you need a job? Yeah, yeah. y'all here sucking dick and shit. He's a fucking it's dickhead, fuck. too. I fucked that guy. <laughs> I, know, right? I always wanted to punch that guy in the fucking face. You know face, what? Let's go. Let's fuck his ass up. Where's this place at? Let's go. Dude. We're out of here. See you guys. Jesus. That escalated so fast. <laughs> right? Hey, I told you, man. I'm two cups of coffee in. I'm fired up right now, boy. You know what? Here's the thing. Uh, people are fucked up and they do shit. So how long, how long were you at that job for? Not long, and I remember I didn't make 10 bucks an hour. I was crazy. I always wanted to make 10 bucks an hour coming off of whatever I was doing with the music. It was a crazy moment. Like, and I remember getting laid off, which was a good thing. Right. I, fuck, it was, a, it was a blessing in disguise. Cause then I, I decided, you know what, I could sell weed. That's right. You're smart. And make more fucking money doing what? You know what I mean? Just Working like California. Just Crazy. like California. <laughs> I mean, everybody else is doing it. Said, weed, <laughs> weed card. I could have up to a pound in my fucking residence. That yep. kind of shit. I was thinking this crazy shit. Yeah. And I even borrowed the money from my mom at the time to fucking start my business. Sure. In parentheses, motherfucker, like my weed shit. And I right. did that for quite a few years. And you probably made some money. Oh, 100%. Well, I was about to say, because I know a lot of guys that blew up an entire house, bro, and they were making fucking loot. <laughs> Driving that shit to fucking vape. Because out of state, <laughs> California, anybody that says uh, they want to smoke weed and all that, they mm. want California weed. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, ah. there's people in fucking butt-fucked Egypt that are still chopping up fucking hay bales. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're fucking... That was so funny, and nobody can see this, but, like, ah. the reaction, like, back in the day when we were smoking weed, mm. and it was like, you know what I mean? You're, like, throwing seeds out. Stems. <laughs> like, the whole, stems, the whole process and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, homie, so what happened today? Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. that shit crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, that shit crazy. <laughs> Just, like, throwing around, you ever, dude. You ever went to, like, the back corner of the spot where you used to smoke a lot of weed at and shit mm. like that and looked at, like, the little sprouts? 
Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> bro, we had weed, seedlings. We had like weed plants growing because of all the seeds that we would throw just start sprouting up. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I know. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so fuck it. Fucking weed. Let's keep it going. Weed like, slaying it for a cu- for a few years, man. And I remember the same the the guy that owns my spot now owned a cup. He owns a bunch of properties, but I rented it from him. Back. That's how I met him. Okay. Right. So I the place type. Yeah, I was renting from him, <laughs> slanging weed all day in and out traffic. I wasn't growing, but I was more like I got it from a supplier that gave it to me at such a cheap deal that I could double my money. Okay. And I was just like, "Fuck, it's on." Right. Like I, I'm looking at this money, like, okay, cool. I don't need to fuck. Fuck fishing poles. Fuck ten dollars an hour. I got a fucking pocket full of money. I got shit stashed, and I'm I'm rolling. I'm right. rolling with this as long as I could do this until until I had to quit because I felt like you know the fucking the heat was on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine get popped, and you know she had called me. Hey, can I talk? Yeah, I said, yeah, I'm not on the phone. Can you meet me over here? I said, okay, cool. I was like, what the fuck? You know, it's one of those Ooh. moments, and I was just like, and I, listen, man, I've never been popped. I don't, I'm not built for fucking jail, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, she's all, when you left, the cops showed up. You know, her, her neighbors actually was, t- they told the cops that she had a lot of traffic going on. And I expected to lose a little bit of cash. I was, I was going to eat that. You know what I mean? She's a friend. She actually handed me the dough. I said, no, 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 you take that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, it's a weird situation where she let them in her fucking house. She didn't have to. They didn't have a search warrant. And they pulled, you know, she stood out in front of her pad and were like, you need to let us in your house. She's like, well, you know, we're going to sit you on the curb and embarrass you and we'll get the search warrant. Unless you like they had no they had no fucking evidence, you know. Right, right. And she was very, we very young at the time. So, like, I, that's when I started fucking changing my whole tune and going, OK, maybe I, I need to start doing something else, because if I get popped and i'm fucked wow that's really amazing because like we talk about self-awareness a lot on this mm. and you clearly had some of it because you know you're it's 50 50 right mm. some people will just be like ah she got fucking busted and i'm just gonna keep it rolling yeah yeah but you had that self-awareness and you're, like, maybe it was like the fear of getting locked up too you know a lot and all these other things but you had that you know in your fucking that little fucking person saying nah we should probably fucking Stop doing this. Stop that. Switch gears. Do something else. I had to figure something else out. Right. And I think at that point, I uh, I had a friend. I had a friend that was doing bumper repair. I can't, you know, doing little spot repairs on fucking cars and shit. And he's like, dude, you should try doing this shit. That was like a turning point for me. Okay. I was still smoking my fucking weed, just hanging out, functioning. Totally, man. He's like, I make $1,000 a day. I'm like, you're full of shit. And I went and saw what he did. You know, he had three mobile vans. He's, this is back when the shit was first cracking for that kind of industry. Sure. And then I, I bought into a franchise at that point. Nice. I bought into a franchise, and I, and I worked in a body shop for about a year. You know, for a first day of work, I made $900. Wow. And I said, wow, you really can make this kind of money. And, I, and it, it, this guy is a good friend of mine, you know. Even though things didn't work out, and I love this guy a lot, you know, I don't know. Like he, for me, you got to keep your word, be a man of your word, and fucking, you know what I mean? It's sure. a respect thing, and right. it just didn't work out. Let's sure. just say that, yeah. and I had to start my own company at that point, and I and it went off. It was a struggle for the first couple of years, but then I, fuck, man, I was making, I never made that kind of money, and I did that for about eight years, eight, almost ten years. Wow. And fucking 
had a brand. What what I should have did is fucking franchise that, but really? I didn't. And that's when my fucking addiction started kicking in, dude. Oh shit! You, wait, you started a brand like a clothing <coughs> brand? It's called uh, it was called Bumper Remedy. It was a mobile bumper repair service, so okay. I come out and do spot repairs on any kind of yeah, vehicle, yeah, yeah. paint match guaranteed kind of shit, lifetime warranty, all this stuff. My all my reviews, all this shit in place, website, all the shit, man. And I'm just rolling. Don't even know how to fucking run a business, but I fucking yeah. figured it out. Right. Boom! I'm fucking fuck. You're, legi- you're legit. Hundred percent. Yeah. Just rolling. Wow. Like I borrowed the money, fucking paid it back. Right. Type of shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. My my girlfriend at the time, or my fiance, fucking borrowed some money from her mom. Fucking shot me some cash. Bought a fucking van. Got all the shit and paid it. But dude, it was on. It not was, playing any music. Fuck. At the time, no, not really. Not that uh, very little. Very little. Right. Man, it, now it's just okay, dude. I even fu- I didn't go to Australia because of the business. I remember fucking Steve still brings this up. You know, we had a fucking tour booked in Australia. I said, I can't. I got a business to run. I regret that. Because I've been to Australia fucking probably goddamn 10 times. You know what I mean? I've been there a lot. Really? And uh, and I said, no, I'm going to run a business. Wow. I'm like, dude, what, who the fuck? You don't fucking do that. <laughs> you fucking go to Australia. It's paid for, motherfucker. It's free. Three yeah. weeks. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Play shows. Bitches everywhere. I'm yeah. serious, man. It's fucking Australia is something fuck. else or what? Oh, it's fucking amazing. It's a fucking very magical, beautiful place. And the people are are pretty amazing. All right, so is it true that the Australian women love American men? 100%. Okay, because... 100, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Stay the fuck away. You guys got women. You already know. I'm not saying that, man. You guys are fucking loyal. Yeah. Yes, but if you're single, motherfucker... Why, why is that, you think? Is it true? Because I heard that, I guess... I'm sorry, guys. There's a lot of Australians that are listening to this, but the, the rumor, the word on the street is, is they don't really treat their women all that great. And I'm sure that's... A stigma, right? I'm sure some of you guys do. But, you know, the, from experience that I've had over there, I don't know. They're just, like, you show up in a, in a town, you're playing a show, and it's they're probably used to the same fucking lames. I mean, well, the same dudes, yeah. right? And you come in. Well, just they, say cunts. They say cunts. Fucking cunts. <laughs> yeah. Get fucked, cunts. Right? Yeah. And then they hear an American accent, and it's like, fuck, it's all. All you have to do is say, hey, what's up? How's it going? And they're like, Fuck, mate, where, where are you from? Because they have, dude, it's almost. And then you hear their accent, you're like, huh, oh, what, girl? <laughs> Say that one more time. Say one more time. Yeah, dude. English muffin. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. Yeah, dude, beautiful women. Be- dude, nice. I've had some, anyhow. Yeah, no, okay, I've, been, I, I've hung out with some women that were just, I, I don't even know how the fuck they were even interested in me. Like, they were just like, God damn. Right. Yeah. Fun time. She's fucking beautiful. Dude, yeah. insane. All right, well, dude, so. You're a fucking rock star, bro. So we already know, bro. Like, <laughs> give me a makes break. It makes it a little easier, I guess, yeah, when you're in a band. And, and you're hanging out. Dude, that, that shit with dude. And, oh, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> insane, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> fucking A, dude. Fuck it. You know cocaine? You know cocaine in Australia is $250, $300 a gram? Wow. <laughs> What the? I just wanted to throw that in there. Jesus Christ. Fucking gnarly. He's trying to change the subject. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Wait, erase that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, don't throw that up there. Yeah, we're going to edit that. (laughs) (laughs) My head's like, hmm. How long does it take to get to there? Yeah, a long time, motherfucker. So much fun. What other cool places have you traveled to? Because I I would love to go to Australia, but I just, they won't let me there. (laughs) I can't go there because of my felony. Really? And I heard that you can fight it and all this other shit, but. I would love to go there. I think that would be fucking 
badass. It's beautiful, dude. It's, it really is, man. It's like the 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 landscape, you know, from the beaches to the, like it's almost tropical to like fucking desert scenery, all within fucking a couple hours. It's insane. Right. Animals and fucking crazy fucking bugs and it's and the people, the surf, and uh, like J- Japan's another place. It's fucking amazing. Man, we had a professional Fuck. skateboarder Dane on, hmm. and uh, he's a local guy too. Well, he's from Australia. Yeah, he's from Australia. I was most kind of say, wait, is he? Yeah, no, he, yeah, he's from Australia. But he was saying that same thing. Japan, like, was fucking beautiful. The food and the culture and the people and fucking. Yeah, he said the people were just. I I remember that. Like, mm. people were fucking respectful. Dude, like, they don't steal over there. They don't lock their bikes up. They don't fuck you. Know what I mean, I'm serious. Nah. Like at the trolley, no bikes are locked up because they don't fucking take your shit, man. You could drop money on the floor and you'll get it, but you'll get your wallet back. Right. It's insane. Like, fuck, it's the safest. One of the safest places, man. And then you land back in fucking LAX, and you're you know, and you're in the hood in Inglewood, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm back in the shit." Right. That's why I was to trip on that. Yeah, you because know, right. I'd be gone for such long periods of time. Come home, and I'm back in the shit. Right. Like, fuck, man. Now I have to put my guard up and be ready for, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. For, for what the fuck ever's coming. It's not nuts, dude. Because we always hear like other country, and I'm I know that there is. However, you go to some places, and yeah, you probably have to do that. You mm. know, in certain areas. Mm. But I mean, the United States, there's a lot of fucked up places, dude. Fuck. There's a lot of fucked up. I mean, even San Diego, downtown San Diego now is not the same, bro. There's fucking, it's fucking active as fuck. Dude, my, come to come to, dude, outside of my place, it was pretty fucking hectic for a minute right. there with all the homeless. And I'd, every day I come home, I'd have to deal with something. Right. Somebody out in my parking lot. Right. Fucking around by my front door type shit. Yeah, you're right there. And then, then they pushed everybody out. Thank God, you know. Right. Thank God, you know. That's what I was telling you. So when when I, we, you know, LFG started over on Evans Street in, in uh, Sherman Heights. And, you know, the homeless was down in, like, probably, uh, like, 18th Street, 12th and Imperial. Mm. Like, you know, the 5 Freeway. Like, maybe they would come up to, like, that Walmart or whatever. <laughs> but, like, that's it. You know, you had the yeah. cop shop. But then I went down there probably, like, a year ago. Mm. And there was homeless, like, lying right on the uh, gate of... Uh, our place where we lived and like all down the wall and shit. So I'm like, Whew. man, COVID fucked some shit up. It's it a, really did. It's a rough go. It God was. Damn. It's questionable. It's a lot more mellower now. Thank, thank God. Dude. Right. I haven't been down there in a while, but fuck, man. Downtown is a fucking fun time, man. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. There's this. It's there's so much shit to do. It was probably for my recovery, being from Ramona, especially you know like that culture shock. And then, you know, humbling myself to, like, get on a trolley, get on a bus and do all these things. Mm. Man, it was, like, it's exactly what I needed for my recovery. My mm. first five years of being clean. Mm. Living right there in the fucking hood. Mm. It was fucking awesome. Mm. Fucking awesome. Fuck, yeah. So, yeah. All right, so what other, what other cool places? Fuck all. I've been all over Europe. 12, 12 countries in Europe. I've been to 15 countries all together been over there a couple times uh yeah a lot i don't know traveling does something to you man seeing different cultures different different languages when you're in places that don't speak the fucking language it's a it's a trip i've been blessed you know i I think if it wasn't for music i don't think i'd have ever been you know i would hope to travel again someday i would love to travel again you know sure uh and i plan on it right i don't make the money that i used to and that's okay Mm. You know what I mean? But this recovery thing comes first and foremost. Mm. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Like, I mean, hitting different bottoms, you know, like 2002. Sure. Right? That, that. 
fast forward 2018 business, right? Using, there's a lot of things that happened around that time that really derailed my whole shit, you know? Like what? Ah, fuck. The death of my mom was a huge one. Mm. The, the, the death of my mom and all my traumas that were unaddressed right. since I've been a kid. Mm-hmm. Everything and anything that's happened to me since I've been a little boy. Like now looking in hindsight that I go to therapy every week today, right? Right. And then doing step work with the sponsor and doing this recovery thing, man. Like I really, dude, 2018 was a fucking, dude, I it lost. Probably hit, it hit you like a fucking tidal wave. I lost my shit. My mom's my world. Right. Man. Right. And fuck, man. And I, and I remember I was at my peak, maybe at my, you know, having a business, man. And, and I lived, had a pad by myself in Talmadge. And I'll never forget my mom, my sister called me at three in the morning. And I looked at the phone. I was high out of my mind on cocaine because I love cocaine, man. Sure. I like to do a lot of it, man. And by myself, I don't need, you know, I like to isolate. And I didn't really like cocaine. I just like to smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of it, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> What the (laughs) fuck? Right? (laughs) Dude, it was a crazy time, man. That that, that phone call. When I saw the call, I knew what it was. Put the phone down. Typically, I wouldn't even answer the fucking phone. I wouldn't ever answer the phone, and I didn't. And the next call, you know, the text was, hey, can you go to the hospital? Your mom's scared. Oof. Can you please get there? And I didn't respond. I didn't fucking respond. A half an hour later, mom died. And I fucking sat there. I fucking sat there and looked at the phone, dude. Mm. And I just, a piece of me just died right there. I didn't wait to call anybody until the fucking nine that next morning from three in the morning till nine. I fucking lied to everybody. I fucking lied to my sister, lied to my sisters. Oh, hey, I just got the call. What happened? What do we do next? Kind of shit. Like, I mean, imagine how it would make you feel like I'm her fucking son. The one that's fucking 10 minutes away, that only son that's in San Diego to be there. And I can imagine what my mom was thinking. My mom's a five foot tall little Japanese lady, dude. Mm-hmm. Scared. Like, where's my son? You know, I'm, don't, I'm scared. That's all I could ever fucking, I can't get out of my head. Right. And uh, like I said, I lied to everybody about that. And I felt like the biggest piece of shit. You know I mean? Come on. Like, you know, I was beating myself down. And I'm telling you from that point forward. I stopped giving a fuck. What's going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 Show. Reconstruction Rescue is your best choice for flood restoration services in San Diego County. With years of experience in the industry, their dedicated team of project managers will work hand-in-hand with you from start to finish, specializing in home insurance water damage claims. They take on the headache of dealing with your insurance company so you don't have to. Call this number today for a free estimate. 760-891-9919. Once again, that number is 760-891-9919. Reconstruction Rescue. Y'all know the deal. Fuck. About me, you, anybody. And I was just fucking on the path, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was the roughest time. And uh, I'll never forget, like, all my friends came to my pad. That, that was... Like, I have amazing friends, dude, outside of recovery and in recovery. You know, I don't have a lot of family, dude, but I got a lot of family. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, God damn, dude, for the next couple of years, I, I believe, I, I, I fucked everything off, man. Business, I barely held on to that. I was fucking evicted out of my pad. My cars were, my cars were broken, you know, all this shit. So I didn't know how to process or fucking deal with that situation. 
let alone fucking be honest with myself or honest with anybody else, you know. But my bandmate, Mike, is the one that fucking threw out that fucking life preserver to fucking help me. You know, it was like a moment of fucking, okay, well, I remember his going, hey, man, your intervention's coming, motherfucker. Get ready. I'm going, fuck, what are you talking about? Well, I got this shit. I'm, I'm good. <coughs> I'm good. He's like, dude, you're losing your house. You have nowhere to fucking live, bro. Are you going to live in the studio? And that was my thoughts. I could possibly do that. And I was living at my friend and my friend Danny and Heidi's before. And then they had to move. And then I had nowhere to go. I had nowhere to go. It's like the end of the road. And I, fuck, am I going to live in my car? Am I, you know, this is where I'm at. And that was the moment, that moment of clarity. of des- That fucking gift of desperation kicked in. Okay, what the fuck? Okay, I have no fucking choice. I got to go to treatment. Mike's, I never forget this, Mike's. I, I called him. I said, hey, I'm ready, dude. When and where? And he goes, I'll take care of everything. Let me call you back. I swear, within the hour, he calls me back. He's like, hey, man, uh, he's all right, 9 a.m., North Hollywood, cry help. It's rehab called Cry Help in North Hollywood. We're, we're gone. I said, okay, cool. I, I think him and his wife at the time were like, holy fuck, he, he's ready, you know? Mm. He's going to do this shit, you know? And it was the best thing ever. I think it was like a Thursday, and I said, what do you mean Tuesday's too soon? Right. I'm not fuck. What do you mean? Can't we do it in a couple weeks? I still got to. He's like, motherfucker, you ain't got to do shit give a fuck about your business that's barely fucking doing any like i'm not even going to work at this point i'm not even like i don't have any money like i'm just it was just the fucking craziest time and that was probably the turning point that's when i walked in to that the fucking office of that place and i I still didn't want to go in i was like this is i i'm all i want to leave and he's all right see you 90 days he fucking leaves me in the lobby you know i would have had to walk home from hollywood you know And that was it. That was, uh, I, I went into detox. What was the date? Uh, fuck, January 15th, Martin Luther King's birthday, 2018. And, uh, this motherfucker had a dream. Yeah, dude. Mm, hell yeah. Craziest. Right. Like, this, this, this facility had a hundred clients in it, male and female. I've never, dude, it was insane. It's like a fucking campus, almost trippy. Wow. Right. And then, uh, fucking, st- Full-on structure, classes, meetings. Uh, this thing called Music Cares paid for my way. Man, if you look them up, they do a lot of things for, like, professional musicians. Man, they're a blessing. Because I didn't have any money or insurance. I had nothing, dude. Who, who was it? Music Cares. Music Cares. Like, a lot of artists. Shout out. Dude, fucking, sa- dude, saved me. Let right. me just up with the fucking program, the rehab, all that shit. So, yeah, I stayed 100 days. And processed a lot of my mom's shit did a grief group therapy type shit with my mom wrote an apology letter made that amends for leave basically leaving her behind to die mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's how i look at it and uh that was fucking gnarly and i remember my counselor going you, you can't leave man i'm like what do you mean you didn't tell us about this 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 and that like all this other shit right I oh the like, onion started peeling yeah you know what i say because sometimes it takes a while Dude, you know, it takes a while. I didn't even realize that I had to, yeah. that I needed to do more work. I was like, I'm fuck. I, I swear to God, I'm cured. Right. I'm cured. I got. I did my mom shit. I, what do you mean? I'm good. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. No, you don't understand. Now sitting here with you guys right now, yeah. I have a fucking very clear understanding, and different perspective. You know, because I was like 2018, I stayed clean for a year, and that's the longest I've ever been clean since the age of 10 years old. Wow. 
And then I fucking decided, you know what? I'm going to go smoke a joint. You know, that got that because I wasn't working a program. Sure. No sponsor. You came back to no. San Diego. Yeah. Came back. Okay. Oh, dude. No <coughs> meetings. No nothing. No right. recovery. No nothing, man. And, and what happens? Boom. I'm smoking weed. I'm popping bars. And now I'm doing cocaine. I'll do some meth every once in a while. It was, it was crazy. I never thought I'd ever be in involuntary action of me going, okay, I got to. Yeah. I got to get loaded. Your fucking disease wow. just took over. It's so true, and I know that you can relate now because every time we relapse, that motherfucker is tenfold. He's ready to fucking kill us. Just kill us. 100%. Beating on our chest like fucking, we got to do more. So then meth. I mean, I know that you shared that you you did meth when you were 12, yeah. but you didn't like it. Yeah. So what happened when you got clean and you did meth again? Oh, it's fucking amazing. Right. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> I'm fucking up. You know what I mean? I'll Coke. Snort, I mean, Coke I, who? I never I heard of her. <laughs> right? Give me meth. Fuck, I'll snort lines of meth like I do cocaine. Sure. I'll, I'll snort for every 10 minutes or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm drinking, too. Then I'm, I have to drink yeah. to fucking kind of try to level myself sure. out and pop bars to try to chill out. It's a cra- crazy. It's under, I'm, the same apartment I live in with nothing in it on a fucking, like, a on a couch. Mm. Literally just sitting there. I remember there was a moment... Where I, w- I was contemplating how I wanted to die, you know sure. how I, how I was going to li- leave this place, you know okay, I want to I don't want to I can't blow my this is my thinking at the fucking time three years ago like right. I have a little over three years clean, and it's a moment of there okay well I'm gonna I can blow my fucking head off but I don't want to leave a mess for my friend to clean up that sucks, that would that's not cool right Andy would fucking that would he would kill me but I'm already dead kind of thing yeah, right yeah. or I can hang myself right, and that's still kind of gross but. You know, this is where my, I remember calling a specific friend and telling him, hey, man, I just want to, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Because I was just, I couldn't believe, I'm like, I'm back. I fuck, I worked, I went to rehab, stayed clean. Now I'm back up in the shit. And now I'm fucking almost just as bad as I was in 2018. It's fucking gnarly. And I started, you know, it's crazy part is I, I started making calls. I called Mike and I said, hey, man. I need to go back. He saw us at time. He saw, I'm all, yeah. So did he, ex- did he see you already relapse in between oh, that time? Like you weren't shy about that, right? You weren't trying to hide it? No, not at all, man. Cause I was showing up to practice fucking like, how was your week? Oh, dude, I did some, yeah, I'm smoking. He saw me smoking. We saw the fucking, the fucking, you know, progression. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Smoking, but are you smoking weed? Fool, what are you doing? I said, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm straight. I'm good. Okay. Are you sure? Right. I'm fucking, yeah, I'm good. What'd you do this week? I did some blow, drink. So you did what? You know right. what I mean? Slowly, like, this ball started to fucking gain momentum. You're fucking doing meth? Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck. And now I'm not showing up to practice. Mm. I'm not even going to fucking work, as a matter of fact. I had worked for a body shop, mm. painting, and uh, making somebody else all the fucking money. And, uh, man, that, w- that was gnarly. Like, I wasn't paying rent. I didn't pay my rent for, like, a year. My buddy's just going, what's going on? Am I going to kick you the fuck out of there? What's, yeah. what's up, brother? You know what yeah. I mean? And he's fucking cool, and I love this dude, man. He's, yeah. he's the fucking, he's my, he's the homie, man. And, uh, but there, there, there I am. He again. was really forgiving because if somebody's not paying oh. rent, especially down where you're living, they'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, is you got to fucking go, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%, like three yeah. months in, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Dude, and I, and I owe him what's way more than monetary. You know, he's done so much. He, that guy's single-handedly done so much for yeah, me, man. And, sounds like it. And then 
fuck, it was a moment again. Like I said, I wanted to like not be here making that call to Mike. And then I started calling my Paul Music Care. So I remember you were a great client. What's going on? Right. Let I me said, let me uh, stop yeah. real, let yeah. me ask you about that because suicide and all that is so part of our stories, you know. And like I think we've all had that moment where we're like, I don't want to fucking live anymore. Mm. And I know that I had a moment, you know what I mean, where I tried to do that to myself too. Mm. How long were you feeling like that though? I've been feeling like that since I was a kid. Bing bong. See, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't happen like right away. Mm-hmm. You know, our behaviors, mm. it always starts with our fucking behaviors. And I swear to God, there's always that piece of not wanting to be here mm. that entirety. So you know, feeling worthy, not feeling like I'm worth a shit. My parents were telling me, I wish I never had you. I wish you were never born. Get the fuck out of my face. Oh, Since wow. I was a little baby, dude. You know, since a little boy. So when I see you guys with families and kids, man, yeah. I can't imagine looking at a fucking six-year-old and smacking him in his fucking face and telling him, hey, get the fuck out of here, dude. I wish, wish you were never born. Was that your dad? My mom. Oh. My mom would do that shit. My dad, you know, in turns would be more of a violent physical guy towards me and my little brother and my sisters, you know. He's a drunk. He's very... Very violent. Still alive? Yeah, he's like 100, dude. He's 100 years old, man. Still fucking alive and kicking, man. I got a whole story behind that shit, Where, too. Where, in El Cajon? No, in, in Orange County. My sister kind of looks after him. Okay. And he looks fucking, he looks, dude, he looks great for 100. Really? It's a trip, dude. 100 years old? 100 years old, dude. What's his nationality? He's, he's black and, and black and white. Wow. Born in uh, Amarillo, Texas. Really? And my fucking... Cut different. <laughs> His brother lived to be 114. That's what 114? my sister. 114. My sister Jesus said he looks. Christ. He looks every year. That well, I'm gonna tell you right now. I hope you're fucking 50 and you look like you're 40. I'm not fucking lying. I'm gonna fucking sure. look like he's pushing 30 something. Right? I, I he doesn't even have fucking like goddamn. I bags and shit like I do. <laughs> That's a fucking bullshit. I hope I hope I live a long time. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean. Yeah. So that, that's what I was gonna ask. Um, <laughs> What was your nationality? <coughs> I mean, now obviously I know. So black your mom white. was Chinese, and your Japanese, dad was black yeah. and white. Japanese, black, and Irish. Okay, and so some other shit mixed in with my dad. So light skinned dude. Yeah, he's yeah. A, that's awesome. That's crazy. So that so he's a hundred years old. He's living with your mom. Have he, you? He lives in Orange oh, County. Sorry, my mom, my mom's sister, passed me. Yeah, my I'm mom sorry. passed me. No, you're good. Uh, and I went and saw him last year. I don't really have a relationship with him. Okay. He left at 15 years. He left me. He left us when we were 15, uh, and uh, kind of just dipped out and never. Looked back, went and had another family, had a couple, four kids with this lady, left that lady, had four more kids with another lady. Oh, wow. So he's fucking busy. He outlived all of his wives, and the last wife is super young. Like, she's in her, I want to see, I don't want to see she's in her 40s, 50, or something crazy, dude. Okay, so dad's a fucking stud. Yeah, dad's fucking (laughs) just fucking spreading his seed. So how many siblings (laughs) do you have, bro? He's a good-looking fucking dude, man. Like, he's uh. Well, clearly you are, so what the fuck? Oh, man, I appreciate it. You guys want your own room? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's crazy, dude. You know what? You know the ninth step living amends. My my sponsor saw. I need you. I want you to go visit your dad and apologize. Oh, right. Beautiful. And I go. Let's dig. You know it's fucking crazy. I go. Why do I? I don't owe that motherfucker an apology. He owes me. He owes us all a fucking apology. He's like, no, you're not fucking understanding what the fuck I'm saying. Let's dig. And he's. And you know this guy has 34 years clean, and he's like, still. At the time, I just didn't understand, and I went and saw him. You know, I got pictures. I got videos. I'll show you guys. But it's uh. He said, I just want you to say, hey, Dad, if I ever hurt you, I'm sorry. Mm. And then don't say anything. Mm. Don't say a fucking word and just wait. And so I 
I told my sister, I want to come up and visit dad. So I went, I took a trip up, borrowed Carrie's car. <laughs> Good old Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> borrowed Carrie's car and fucking drove up and, and saw my dad. I haven't seen him. I'm just, I was crazy because I'm just looking at his gray hair. You know, he has an old tattoo. I just remember these little things. Yeah. We're just chilling. And I'm thinking, when's the fucking right time to fucking say this shit? My sister's sitting across. I said, fuck it, okay, now's the time. Yep. I said, hey, man. And he's in a wheelchair, and I fucking put my arm around him. I said, hey, Dad, uh, if I ever did anything to you, I just want you to know that I'm very sorry if I ever hurt you. And he fucking, my sister's looking at me, and she starts crying. And uh, <clears throat> the look on his face, man, he goes, he goes, my man, he's all, you've never done anything to me. And he fucking shut down. Like his whole life was flashing before his fucking eyes of what he could have, should have, Type shit. Sure. I could like you know. He said it like three times. You, my man, you've never done anything to me, and now he can't even fucking look at me. It's like you know, it's like, yeah. And I and I didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't meant to fucking hurt him. You know, I didn't want to hurt him. And I. It was the craziest moment because he sat there for a good minute and some change. And uh, I looked at my sister and I go, hey. I go, he has no idea what my life's been like. He has no fucking clue. He hasn't seen the fucking ups and downs and the fucking everything. He has not no idea from the age of 15 on. He has no fucking clue because he's never been there, you know? I've only known him up to 15, and it wasn't fucking good. And I fucking sat back, and he just kind of... It was, a, it, was wow. it was a moment for sure. And I, and I grabbed my phone, and I put on the song that he used to play when we were kids and fucking kind of welcome back out of that whole shit. And he's all oh, that's my favorite song. And I said, I know. I know, Dad. I said, I love you. And he just sat there. He doesn't ever tell me he loves me. He just doesn't. Right. And uh, these moments that, you know, if it wasn't for this recovery thing, sponsorship and this whole thing that we fucking do, man, None of this would have fucking ever happened. happened. Yeah. Right, hundred percent. You would have just held on to it, dude. Pissed. Is it the, the the amends process is fucking such a beautiful thing, because huh. at the end of the day, it's for it's for us. I mean, you know what I mean? It's for us to grow. Yeah. And and it, for me, it was like a similar situation to where it was like forgiving somebody, mm. and it's <laughs> funny. It, um, even though I forgave that person, they forgot. And they still like to bring shit up. Mm. And I have to be the man in recovery and just kind of bite my tongue and sit on my hands because I already made that amends. Mm. Can't fucking start it. I can't make, you know, we're not out here trying to make more fucking, you know, shit. You know what I mean? Fired off more fucking heartache and more amends that we have to make. More resentments. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't want to have that, you know. So it's so fucking tough. How many siblings do you have then? I have two older sisters, one younger brother. I haven't seen my younger brother in a long time. I'm not, I don't talk. One sister's in Virginia, the other one's in Orange County, and I don't talk to them enough like I should. My little brother, we've kind of lost contact. We're five years, he's five years younger. He's in Chino doing 15. Okay. Uh, bad charges. Uh, completely opposite, polar opposites of sure. lifestyles. Sure. Right? He's sure. fucking South Side, fucking banged out in that sense you know yeah. it was a random act of violence that he did on a, on a fucking innocent person 
okay. and then fucking saw it on the news. Mm. And that was how I found out. That's mm. tough. Fuck it, yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are your sip. Then you have four half. Yeah, right? somewhere out there, four and then four. Four, And you never sh- met them? Never. That's don't know, wild. Don't know anything about them. They never tried to reach out to you or anything? Huh? No. Hmm. Not at all. My dad's just kind of like, huh. And I don't really, you know, I don't fuck with my dad. Right, you don't press the issue either. Yeah, I just kind of just pretty much accepted it for what it yeah. is, our relationship. And, and I used to be, I used to have a lot of resentments against that guy. For sure. <laughs> I think that's fucking dope, though. Like, you were able to say that, put that out there, know that he felt it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And just be able to move on. Yeah, push you through know, that. Push through that. Like that you that's know. Fucking, you knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? You knew. I, I knew by you just telling me right now. I yeah. felt that emotion. You yeah. know, you know when somebody, when you got through to somebody, yeah. you know that fucking, it, you feel it, you know? Yeah. It's like, it hit no different. hard feelings. No yeah. hard feelings. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I ran into him in Vegas, dude. Uh, when you I was, ran into your dad? When I was 30 years old. I haven't seen him since I was 15. I was on tour with my lady. All of our girlfriends, we got off the bus, walked into Whiskey Pete's, and I see this motherfucker standing in a, in a, uh, in a fucking goddamn uh, gift shop. Believe that shit? Uh-huh. How does he at this time? Hey, Otter God, bro. Fuck, man. Uh, I don't know. He was, he's, he was younger. Probably about 60, well, my, 70? 50, fucking, yeah, like I'm... The thirties, like twenty years ago, yeah, yeah, some. He was like eighty years old in Vegas, chilling in a chilling. store, and I see this motherfucker, and I go, I sat there for a minute. I told my lady, "That's my dad." And she goes, "No way." Yes. I go, "Yeah, that's my fucking dad." And I fucking watched him for a minute from the in the window, and I, then I walked in, and he didn't recognize me. Not one. I go, oh. "What's up, dad?" And he goes, "Or no, not even what's up, dad." I go, "I walk in." And he goes, "Oh, I'll be right with you, sir." And I went. This motherfucker, dude. I'm a, it, it, you know, I wasn't pissed at him, you know, at the time. I wasn't. It just kind of he comes back, and I said, what's up, Dad? How are you doing? Love, and I miss you. Love, and miss you, man. And he goes, fuck, can I hug you? I go, of course. What's going on? How are you doing? That's crazy, dude. Wow, he so said I, that? Can I hug you? Can I hug you? And I said, of course, man. How are you doing? He said, oh, what's up, my man? Oh, fuck. I, I think about you, you know, this kind, that kind of thing. It, yeah. was a, it was a trippy moment there. For sure. And he said, what, can you, will, you call, will you call me sometime? And I said, yeah, yeah I, I'll call you. And I, did, I didn't really call, yeah. you know, maybe once or twice. Seeing him from 30, I've seen him maybe four times, you know. But, yeah, yeah man, I had to let a, lot of, let a lot of shit go, man. Yeah. I mean, you've done your part. I can't imagine how he was raised. Right. The environment, I mean, to make him who he, who he was, you know. Sure. It's right, crazy. Right. 100%. Probably born in, what, 1925? 22. 20, yeah. Something like Different that. Different generation, my, man. My mom's older, too, man. Yeah. Dang. It's wild to think about, bro. Like, we're not that far away. I mean, my grandfather was born in 1905. He lived to be oh. 99 years old. That's rad. You know? And just different time. Dude. You know, different time. It's just nuts to think about, though. It's not that far away. I mean, we... we uh, the evolution has fucking happened so fast. I mean, it just seemed like yesterday we were playing concept takes. You know what I mean? Mm. Concept takes. Now we got fucking... <laughs> Blu-ray DVDs. Who the fuck even has those anymore? Like we have a fucking computer for a phone now. It's fucking wild to yeah, think yeah. about how fast shit just happened from the fucking eighties. That's wild, wild bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's like he had like, bro. He lived through a lot of shit. Fucking segregation. Fucking Sick, yeah. That's what I was gonna all say. All kinds of crazy 
Fuck that the shit. Prohibition. Prohibition, fucking. The yeah. Great Depression. Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, he was born right in, in that Yeah, era. around that Korean era. Korean War, World War II type shit. He was in the service too, man. Wow. Oh, well. He's fucking, you know, he got his little hat on. He's just all, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So he's just yeah. way different. He's just gnarly, dude. Yeah, he didn't understand my fucking whole shit. <laughs> we just talk shit. Right. Fucking, what do you get a job, motherfucker? You ain't playing guitar. You know what I mean, kind right, of shit. You know right. what I mean? What are you doing? Right. You gonna worship the devil? I used to say that, man. Because my my fucking room was plastered with Slayer and Metallic. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Made and shit, Judas. And he would come in and he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Could you imagine though? He's from Texas, oh, right? Grew up in all this Slayer. shit, bro. He's all like, yeah. "What in the actual? F- Look here, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Check this out. <laughs> you're gonna get a job. Dude, straight. Join the military. That was his deal. You're joining the military when you're 18. What do you like? You're not. You're getting a fucking haircut. Like he was that iron yeah. fist, yeah. That yeah. dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it, dude. Straight uh, up. Yeah, it, it, dick. Everything's the just the guy that hits in the back of the head, right? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I, I can relate, face. bro. I can relate, dude. Fuck it's man. fucking. Gnarly. It made me. It made me fucked off for a very, very long time. And honestly, it didn't mm. take until my son mm. to where somebody can touch me on my fucking head without me exploding. I've almost <laughs> fought one of my best friends because he slapped me in the head. Yeah, Clean. Not, yeah. It triggered me. Like, of course. Like it just brought me way back. Yeah. It's bizarre, but you you get you get physically abused, and that's just what happens. You get triggered. I triggered. You get quiet. He's just like, what up? Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> At least was at least was the one that brought it up, you know. She was like, "Wow, you didn't freak out, you know." It's I'm awesome. like, I didn't. It's growth. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking growth. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's fucking dude. Recovery's the trip, bro. Damn. I fucking I think everybody should work on themselves, man. Yeah, I yeah. really do because you know what? You'll just fucking you'll find a better piece <sighs> of you, yeah. you know. And then you you dig deep enough. There's trauma everywhere, you yeah. know. There's trauma fucking everywhere. So, you know, fuck it. Fuck, that's, that's great that you were able to do that, man. Fuck, I'm still doing it today. Every week, I go to therapy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I have a great therapist. I have a really good sponsor. You know what I mean? I don't work a perfect perfect program. Who does? You know what I mean? Uh, but I've definitely learned a lot about myself in the last year, six months or so. Here's the deal. Are you clean today? 100%. I've never been more alive than go. ever, and I don't ever. Dude, I'm telling you, before when I just didn't want to be here, I've never wanted to be here more. Right, mm. I'm telling you, I'll fucking go to bed tonight, knowing that I'm gonna. I sw- it's yeah, fuck, dude. I can't wait to have a cup of coffee and hang out. Right, right go on. play music, chill, uh, laugh. Yeah, fucking clown each other and fucking have fun. You still go to the Serenity Shop a lot? Oh yeah, I'm about to. I'm gonna go there right after here. Right, go hang out with my friend Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> I love Carrie so much. She saved me right. three years ago. Right, I, that's that's my start. So that's, let's County. let's get into that real quick. You know. um we know we know about your past pretty pretty much, you know, and ha- so this time around, mm. walk us through that. Fuck. I had you know big Kevin. I do. Uh, so Kevin had been reaching out, and he. How did you know him, by the way? Through we have a card room connected to our our band space. If you guys ever want to play poker, come down to the Mint because he's fucking professional poker fucks over there. Yeah. I mean, they really that's you know do that, and then. He had he had reached out, you know, through Mike. Mike knew him before I did in my band. And uh, he's like, my friend Carrie wants to meet you. And uh, I said, okay. And I had called her. She was on a boat with her ex-husband. Hey, I'm in the middle of the ocean. Can I call you tomorrow? Reception's bad. No problem. 
Next day, I showed up at the Serenity Shop at their nine nine o'clock morning miracles meeting. A little over three years ago, and uh, walked in, and they're smoky, raspy. Hi, you know, hi, well, nice to meet you, you know. Yeah. And then uh, went and sat down in a meeting and didn't leave. And that was, that's the beginning. Like I went to meet, I went to like two or three meetings a day for like for a while, and then. I I knew I had to, I had to do something different this time. I can't just fucking not work a program. I can't just not. I have to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to meetings, going to meetings, and then got a sponsor. Had to get another sponsor because I couldn't do the work I wanted to. We're better friends. You know, that particular sponsor, we're better friends. We're still good friends. He's like a family member. Yeah. Had to get a sponsor that didn't know me. And I think about a year, about a year and a half in, I want to say a year in, I was getting uncomfortable. I was starting to judge people. I was like, I actually told an ex-girlfriend of mine, I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going to meetings anymore. Mm. I don't fucking need this shit. She's just like, are you fucking out of your mind, right? Are you right. kidding me? I said, yeah, fuck it. I'm tired of this shit. And I was uncomfortable with that. What it was telling me, I was able to... It seems pray. like for your, just knowing your story a little bit, mm. you're a year in, mm. and that's when you start kind of wandering off. Yeah. I can start doing some things again. Right. You know? And it was a moment where I'm like, okay... I I went to an all men's meeting in Santee, an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, and, and, and said with my, my bandmate BJ and said, Hey man, I, I'm this is the longest I've ever been clean and I'm struggling. I need help. And a couple dudes stepped up, gave me numbers, and I still didn't fucking make calls. And then I finally made a call to my sponsor today and he started fucking, you know, he's like, Are you willing to go to any lengths for your sobriety? And I'm like, Yeah, are you willing to help another fellow alcoholic addict? Absolutely. Okay, we're gonna get busy next boom. Saturday. Boom, straight up. Boom, already worked. Worked twelve. I did. Started working steps and started digging deep, getting to the root of a lot of the shit that I've been running from. All the fear, all the fucking, all the just, just gnarliness. You yeah. know, the yeah. shit I've been talking to you guys about. Yeah. And plus, yeah. and then uh, I, I, I noticed things started to change. I get, I started getting more comfortable. I still get irritated once well, maybe with myself and how I deal with things. But I'm never, never ending work on on myself and loving myself. I love myself more today than I ever have. And then being a part of this thing that we are a part of is is an inspiration too, man. Seeing people like yourselves, man, with your ladies on your bikes, families. I see this thing going on, and there's so many of us, and we're all so different but the same, right? Mm-hmm. I see that 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 shit right there makes me want to be a part of man like even though i'm not you know i don't ride a fucking bike but yeah. you know what i mean I, I but i see the shit i mean i'm looking not just with you guys but everybody old timers the women that i have in my life the fucking the people that i see at meetings and it's crazy because i'll go you know what fuck i ain't fucking going or some shit and mm. somebody will say some profound shit and i'll walk into a room like like the convention it's a perfect example god broke it off with the with a particular female, you know, and I've been staying away purposely because I'm like, I'm fucking hurt. You know what I mean? Sure. I've been hurt. You know, sure. and I'm just kind of staying away. And I'm like, fuck that convention. I ain't going to that fucking bullshit. Right. right. And this isn't, this is in December. Right. So I said, Recent. you know, I, I live down the street. Yeah. Seven minutes. I said, fuck it. I'm going. And the minute I walk in, brother, 
hey, what's up, man? Where? You, what's up? Would you get here? You know what I mean? I was like, what the fuck is going on in my head, dude? It tells me that, you know, tells yeah. me otherwise. Yeah. And then when I'm in it, I'm like, dude, I'm right where I need to be. I'm sitting right where I need to fucking be right. with the people I need to be around. It's like I was I was talking to someone the other night. Is uh, it's principles over personalities. Yeah, I do. There's so many different personalities in the rooms, mm. and like one of the hardest things for a lot of people is like, oh, I don't. I don't like that person because they said this, or I don't like this person because they said that, and this person so this way, and this person so that way. But like, take a second, right, and divorce yourself from self for a hot second, and you might hear something. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. And like, I had to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just speak in I statements. Like, I had to do that. Because for a while, like, I was like, man, fuck this person. You don't fucking know me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm fucking cool. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you keep fucking with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That shit just look There's like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's definitely, like, the the principles that I had to take a look at over the personalities. Like, because the motherfuckers, like, some people say some really, like, even with me, like, everything that I went through over the last year, you know what I'm saying? People say some fucking off-the-wall shit about me. Mm. And, like, Half the time, you don't even, like, sometimes when I hear this shit, I'm just like, that ain't even what the fuck happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, now where is it coming from? You know what I'm saying? I have to sit down and think like that because don't nobody, I don't think anybody in my circle really physically wants to hurt me. I don't feel that in yeah. any way, shape, or form. I don't feel like even people in the rooms really want to physically see me hurt, yeah. you know? 100%. I just feel like, you know... What initially when they say some shit, it's like your defense mechanisms come up and that's when you have those feelings like, nah, I don't want to go to this meeting mm. or anything like that. Yeah. But it's the principles that end up like like when you walked in yeah. and everybody greeted you. <laughs> those are the principles. You know what I'm saying? Those is like everybody wants to see you do good. Everybody yeah. loves you yeah. at the end of the day. You know, sometimes the personalities, you got to divorce that shit. And I feel the same about people. Like I want right, to see right. people win. You know, even exactly. access or like, I, dude, I... I I'm happy to see people living their best lives right. yeah. and doing good. And uh, like first and foremost, like when I walk or meeting people first time, I'm not like the band. Like, yeah, I happen to play guitar, but I'm not a band guy. Like right. I'm not the rock star, whatever the fuck that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm Will. Right. We walk in a fucking room. It's like, I am Will. I'm a recovering addict. This is who the fuck I am. What's up? You know? Right. Yeah. Let's, let's help each other. Let's I, help some people. I love like when I met you, when I met you, I was like, Hey, what's up, Will? How you doing? And I turned around and I turned back and you were gone. I was like, Will. <laughs> Will. How to use the bathroom. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk to that LG guy. Fuck this. Oh, no, I saw his car just drive off. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, no. That's literally what happened the first time I met Will. Nah, we were at the Serenity shop. <laughs> we were at the Serenity shop. And I was like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And I wanted to chop it up with you. And like we were we were talking a little bit and then somebody like was like hey what's up rafa and i was like hey everything's oh, good you know thanks for asking and turn back around well <laughs> oh that's funny hey nice seeing you yeah take see, it easy pal see oh, you next fun. time so my experience has been nothing but you're just yeah. such a solid dude every single time i've ever seen you man i appreciate it and it's funny because i had no idea that you were in the band but big kev was like oh yeah this is will Sprunk monkey Wow, <laughs> yeah, I love him, dude. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. He was actually the, well, 
the first time we were supposed to do this, I, I, I hit him up and I'm like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? You know, I'm going to have Will on. And he's oh, like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you know him. Just sit here and just talk with us. <laughs> but I didn't call him this time. So oh, Sorry, pal. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't come across like that at all, bro. I mean, you're super, super giving and like you want to have yeah. a conversation with everybody. It's fucking rad. Yeah. I'm what we, we are. We're the same. Yeah. You know, we we are. We're here in this together kind of th- one, you know, we're doing this. <laughs> fuck, the, fuck the ego, fuck, the, you know, the pride, fuck all that. It's never been a, that's one thing I've always carried since I was a little kid is fuck, we, we're, we're in this together type of shit. One, you know, all for one, one for all. Yeah. The underdog motherfucker. I'm fighting the same fucking fight, dude. Maybe yeah. a different face. But it's all the same. And our disease is the same, too, because my head gets loud, too. And that's what I tell people all the time. It's like, man, when I hear something like, oh, fuck those LFG guys or fuck Dustin or whatever, it's like, have you even, like, met me? It's weird. You know what I mean? Like, and and I know, look, and that's just human nature. Like, people gossip, people talk. And that's fine, too. And I've done my fair share of it, too. I, I mean, I know I have a part in things, you know. Yeah. I'm no fucking saint myself. <laughs> God damn it. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's like, bro, I haven't even met you, man. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, why are you talking about me anyways? You don't even know me. That's weird. But I've done enough work on myself to know that that's okay, too. Hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not going to fucking hold on to resentment. Maybe I will for a couple of days, yeah. but I'll get over it. For a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, there's some people that don't fucking get it then. Yeah. Okay? Because they're fucking thieves. Yeah. So fucking talk shit, Ralph. I'll put on my blast right now, motherfucker. <laughs> Shots fired. But, uh, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> Good do job, again, dude. Don't ever do touch that, that again. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, listen. So, you went to the Serenity Shop, bro. And, well, I mean, what has your life been like now? Life today, as I live in gratitude, I wake up every day thankful. I get to wake up next to my dog and I have a roof over my head and I get to do what the fuck I want to do because I want to do it. I get to leave here. I get to come on podcasts like yeah. this with motherfuckers like you to be even given an opportunity to have, you know, to have a conversation, man. It's, I feel for, I'm grateful, and it's an honor to even fucking be on here. Uh, I'm excited. I get to leave here. I get to go to the shop. I get to leave the shop. I get to go to band practice tonight and go play yeah. and, and write songs, gear up for the shows we have booked for the year. Uh, I get to go. I get to work. I work a job in treatment with kids, 12 to 17. You know what I mean? Wow. I, uh, That's fucking awesome. My, I had no idea. My life is so fucking full. And it has nothing to do with mo- like making you know money. Like I said, that's all I wanted to do is chase. Right. I don't have kids. And that's, you know, I have me and my yeah. dog. Yeah. I am single. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I look forward to just, fuck, I'm alive. I'm fucking alive. Yeah. God damn it. I've never been more alive. Right. And that's what the fuck my life looks like. I do what I do because I want to do it, because I love doing what the fuck I do. And that's fucking existing with people like yourselves. And uh, to be a part of, that's all I ever wanted to do, was be a part of something. And I am a part of this massive family in recovery. And I'm fuck, awesome. Man, this has fucking been great, dude. You're fucking awesome. I appreciate you for coming on that here, bro. Great. You know what I mean? Thank Shit. you. 
you're coming on you're coming on to our show and and sharing your experience strength and hope man and like man i know that people are going to fucking listen to this and uh they're going to get something out of it bro because you know it just goes to show you it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter where you're at in your life first of all addicts it doesn't fucking matter. There's no description. You know what I mean? Our disease is so fucking powerful. Mm. But, I mean, you got clean at a fucking older age, and you're living your best fucking life now. And my sponsor says this to me all the time. Like, when we decide to get really clean and start working on ourselves, our spirit comes back. And our spirit, when it, it stented and stopped at 12 and 10 for you, it's like you're starting to get that, you know, again. And I, I know for myself, it's like I, I've experienced my my spirit come back and i've been very immature at times so i'm like yeah okay well it's working right yeah but i also uh, have matured a lot too and man it's fucking it's really cool to to sit here and have a conversation with you man and i know that people are gonna fucking really like this show really like this show appreciate it man anybody can get clean you just have to want to do you sponsor people i i do actually i had a couple sponsors but they fell off that's okay, and I, you know, I hope I hope they're safe. I hope they make it back. Yeah, uh, I need to go to more meetings. I need to hang out. Sure, I need to. Uh, well, come to. We have a men's meeting right here in Lakeside dude, every been, Wednesday, bro. I've been wanting to go. Come on, it's really I, good. I have band practice on Wednesdays. Oh. Yesterday I didn't. Oh, <laughs> there's no really? fucking excuse because I've been wanting. To, I've been. T- I, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Because all the all the heavy hitters, man, all the other motherfuckers that I actually admire oh. and look up to, or yeah. like yourselves, man. Are sitting our, in that fucking room. Yeah, it's, 100%. A, it's, a, it's a good meeting. It's a, our philosophy is a little bit different. I mean, we started this meeting at my house for uh, a brother in recovery that was all fucked up, mm-hmm. couldn't go to meetings, end up being at Charlie's house, Big Dog Charlie, and then we, then Travis got to a, a church right here. Yeah. But it's the same. We run the same program, man. No pillow talk with your old ladies. Like, this is a fucking men's meeting. That's this, right. This is where we're going to get our shit out. Yeah. And we don't want to have to worry about Who's going to tell their old lady at, at bedtime, you know what I mean, about mm-hmm. fucking Will's problem? And that ain't going to happen. I mean, our old philosophy at Charlie's right. house was like, check this out. <laughs> Anybody says anything, you're going to get fucked up the next day. <laughs> Chiquisa. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. You know what I mean? DP. We're going old school. Wild. Yeah. We want to get fucking recovered. <laughs> and we can't go to meetings because people talk. Mm. And that's just, we know that, right? Mm. What you hear here stays here. Doesn't apply all the time, right? So, <laughs> yeah. But that's why we really made that a really a safe environment so we can have those conversations you know, and talk about our wives and talk about our relationships and talk about our friendships with people mm. and really like get down and dirty. You know what I mean? And like, uh, it's really worked. It's, it's worked for a year. So the next, the next time that you come man, you I'm, got I'm to. coming. You'll see. I'll me. remind you, bro. It's fucking really good. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Next time you don't have band practice. Yeah. I know. Next yeah. time we're not being a fucking rock star, baby. <laughs> I know. That's right. When's the next show? February second at an Ocean Beach at the Holding Company. It's with this band called Green Jello, on the piss and the yucks. But War Fever is playing. Tickets are nine dollars pre-sale, fifteen dollars nice. the day of. You can send me a message via Instagram or Facebook. Send. You know, I'll give you the Venmo. I got tickets, man. Let me know if you guys want to come. I got birthday. you. <laughs> I play a mean air guitar, dog. <laughs> Fucking February second. Yeah, yeah, I know. I went, I went to one of your shows when Charlie was fucking playing around with you guys. Dude, dude that shit was fucking rad to see, bro. You fucking oh. slay that shit, dude. <laughs> I'm serious, it, dude. It's fucking rad. Fucking Charlie's a beast. Yeah, seeing fucking seeing people that you know doing things that they love. It's just fucking. It's so fucking rad. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish I can say a 
bigger word than rad, but it's fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> Sick, dude. Fair Thank enough. you. All right, guys, you want to go out to some sprung monkey? Uh, or what do you want to go out to? War fever, nothing more to say. Dang. Never heard of her. And that's it. Dude, that's... Let's hear it. It's, our, it's, new, it's new war fever. Okay. We recorded it at the blasting room with Bill Stevenson. Right, right. And it's, I'm proud of this. I'm proud of this project. Hell yeah. It's the best shit we've, we've ever written. Really? That's it, man. Thanks so much, Will, for coming on, you guys. Thank it's you. been another episode, man. You know the deal. Let's fucking go.